welcome back to an episode of Jeff Becomes Jeff. That's right. This is the first one in quite some time. I want to say it's been almost a year at the time I'm recording this uh, to go back to when I last released an episode. Now, let me do some quick explanation. Uh, We'll cue up the uh, sad violin. I started the podcast late spring, early summer last year, knocked out a few episodes, uh, eight, I believe, in a relatively short period of time. And just as I was kind of getting going, uh, one of my best friends in the world, a bass player in three previous bands I've been in, uh, passed away on July 1st last year at the age of 38 from pancreatic cancer. Uh, My dad went into the hospital on July 30th with just some general ailments, which turned into me having to unfortunately pull the plug on him on August 27th. Uh, My stepdad then passed from stage four throat and tongue cancer, I wanna say 18 days after my father died. So all the funny kinda got sucked out of my world there for a while. Didn't help that we were still dealing with living in a COVID world. Because we're living in a COVID world and I am a COVID girl. Okay, um, not a COVID girl. But all that to say, we don't have to get into all of that nitty-gritty and the details. Uh, You know, time heals all wounds. I'm starting to feel like I'm ready to return to doing this again, uh, and that maybe I can be somewhat entertaining and somewhat funny. Uh, Honestly, I would have started sooner, but I've just been keeping myself busy with a lot of stuff this year, and obviously life returning to normal a little bit has allowed me as a musician to go out and start picking up and playing more performances, which has been fantastic. It's been nice getting back out there again and not having to worry about all of these restrictions. So, yay! yay! All that to say, I just wanted to give a quick explanation as to why I was absent from posting any new podcast content for quite some time. Hopefully now I can get myself back into a rhythm, back into a groove, and I'll be able to start providing relatively routine content. You know, I don't want to promise this is going to be weekly or monthly or whatever. Ideally, if I could do one, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, that would be ideally. But we'll, we'll see what happens. So since my last podcast, so much has happened. Obviously, we've had a change in the presidency. We've seen the COVID vaccine rolled out. We've seen COVID vac- or sorry, COVID uh, rules and regulations and restrictions lifted uh, pretty much nationwide. I know there's this whole Delta variant going out um, that people are scared of, and maybe the Johnson & Johnson vaccine doesn't work very well against the Delta variant, or I don't know. That's just, I've heard murmurings about that being a possibility. I will say that I did get the vaccine. I got the Pfizer vaccine, not because I chose to get the Pfizer vaccine. It's just what they gave me at Kroger. You know, primarily the main reason I did it, I wasn't a big fan of the fact that there's this whole guilt trip and insistence that people need to get this vaccination. It, It definitely does feel like we're setting this precedent in the world and in the government and in society that we're just going to do whatever we're told to do. And everybody who doesn't fall in line well, you're basically the worst human garbage in the world. And, you know, there's been a lot of bad things in history that have happened because of societal mentalities like that. So I'm not a big fan of that aspect of it. However, you know, yeah, I, the time is going to come in the near future. Maybe I want to go on a cruise. Maybe I want to go to a sporting event. Maybe I want to go to a concert. And unfortunately, yes, we're going to be living in a society where you have to show proof of vaccination and all this stuff, which, again, I think is fucked up. But 
I've had a plenty of other vaccinations. I've gotten flu, flu shots. I'm not worried that you're, I'm going to stick a magnet to my arm and it's going to stay there. I'm not worried that they're putting nanobots in my body and then they can track you. Guess what? They can already fucking track me with my cell phone that I never leave the house or go anywhere or do anything without. So that's unnecessary or rather an unnecessary concern because even if they were doing that, it's just redundancy. So while I'm on this topic, I do want to talk about, and I will say I have not researched this thoroughly. You know, I actually have tried, I've recorded one episode of a podcast. I've come up with concepts for a couple others or ideas or topics. None of them felt like I could be comical or entertaining enough about them. So this one's going to be a bit of a smorgasbord. It may also be a little longer than my average podcast. I may start making these 30 plus minutes instead of the 15 to 20 that I was doing uh, last year. But some of the things that I was considering doing that I wasn't really getting jazzed about or the one that I actually recorded and I'm like, I'm not releasing this. It's garbage. Um, it, I think it's mainly because I was doing too much research instead of just skiddly daddly do scatting, scatting about whatever the hell is on my mind. And you know what? Guess what? I, I will let you guys know if I am not thoroughly researched because I don't want anyone thinking, oh, he's just a moron. Why does he think that? Basically, what I was getting at was this story recently that I saw about the Biden administration now wanting to basically block, quote unquote, misinformation about the vaccine on Facebook. And I even saw something that mentioned that they were contemplating doing it through text messages as well. Okay, let's tackle this in parts. So first off, quote unquote, misinformation. Uh, last I checked, we live in a society that is protected by free speech. Even if your speech is wrong and downright stupid, you are allowed to use that free speech. And the fact that we've got the government wanting to intervene uh, to protect what they call misinformation. Now, let's also look at the word misinformation when it comes to the government. You do not think that governments over the years, our own included, have essentially kind of kept order by providing information that they feel we need and we need only, and maybe it's not exactly the truth. You don't think that's ever happened before? That What? A politician lied to me? Oh, I'm pretty angry right now. Fool me once. Shame on you. All right, look, it, it's just how it goes. So the government being the ones to tell us, this is information, this is mi misinformation. I will always take that with a grain of salt. And if you do not, well, quite frankly, in my opinion, you're an idiot. You know, but the fact of trying to block ban, do whatever you're doing on social media, let alone in text messages. If somehow the government is able to comb through the content of our text messages in order to find misinformation, to decipher and discern it, and then block it or somehow unsend that text in, in real time, I mean, that's just scary as hell. So I don't know how anyone could possibly be behind this. I don't care how left-wing liberal I want to plan a kiss right on Biden's butthole in love with this administration that you are. I'm sure most of those people are, are not so much in love with the current administration as much as they are in love with the fact that it's not the past administration. Fine. You're entitled to all of those ideas and all of those opinions. As I've mentioned before, I'm very middle of the aisle, so I'm not even going to go down this rabbit hole from a discussion perspective because it's stupid. All that to say, I think the misinformation, like blocking 
it seems downright illegal, it, it, absolutely immoral, and it goes against everything that this country stands for. I mean, that's the whole point of freedom of speech is I can say whatever I want, and it doesn't matter how dumb, ignorant, or whatever, or wrong that it is. It, look, if you're getting your vaccine information and you're making medical decisions, Based on what you're seeing people post on Facebook or Twitter, you're a moron. And that is a process of natural elimination, survival of the fittest. You shouldn't be looking at anything on Facebook and considering this, that, that, how I'm going to make my decision for my own personal medical benefit. All right. So that's probably enough said on that topic. I know I said I was going to break it down into all of these things and then I didn't break anything down in, into like parts. But again, it's because I don't have anything planned. I don't have anything researched. I don't have anything written out that I'm following. I'm just talking to you guys as if you're actually listening. So one of the things I also kind of staying on that misinformation, this is what's called a segue, kids. This is where we bridge the gap between one segment and another of the show using a common theme or word. And in this case, the word is misinformation. All right, so the segue is basically saying that misinformation is like a label. It is no different than them saying fake news. If you think there's a difference between fake news and misinformation, the way that they're presenting it, Again, you're an idiot. But, you know, everyone, everything is getting labeled. Every person is labeled. Everyone likes to say, don't label me. I hate labels. I don't have a label. I can't be labeled because we're all so unique and individual, right? Y yeah, but no, everyone is labeling themselves these days. It is, and I will get to this to wrap up the show in order to discuss, as you know, one of my most hated things in the world, social media and the narcissism that goes along with it. But that's where that self-labeling comes in, where people actually do want to be labeled. They just want to be labeled something that they like. And that also goes back to this butthurt, thin-skinned world of people who don't like certain words because words hurt my ears and it hurts my feelings. Look, ho hopefully if you're listening to this, you're an adult. You know what? If you don't like a program, if you don't like a radio or a TV host, if you don't like something like that, don't watch. Don't listen. If, if someone says something that you don't like, then dismiss it in your head and move on. You don't need to obsess. You're not going to change other people, especially people that you don't know at all. I mean, it's very difficult to change a spouse or a significant other or a friend, let alone somebody who thinks you're an idiot while you're thinking that they're an idiot. It's, it's just a waste of time. But everyone loves when the label is complimentary or they believe that it fits their own self-image. Like, for example... In high school, if you went up to, you know, one of the kids on the football team and you were brand new to the school and you had seen him, you know, the last week, always sitting at the popular table and hanging out with the cheerleaders and blah, blah, blah. If you went up to him and said, oh, hey, you're one of the popular kids, right? In his mind, he's think that is a complimentary thing. Everyone wanted to be considered popular. Well, you know what? Yeah. Even if the, the people that were like, screw this, I'm not going to be popular because I don't want to be around those people. 
i.e. me. I was never at the popular table. I was always an outcast. That's fine. I didn't really want to interact. I didn't have anything in common with those people that were most commonly deemed popular. However, that does typically tend to be the athletes and the cheerleaders. Now, if you were to go up to that same football player as a brand new kid in school and say, oh, you're one of the jocks, right? Now, they might not take that as well. The jock label almost kind of has a meathead connotation to it, like they're like they're stupid and all they have is muscles. So it, they both almost have an identical meaning if you understand the context of it. But the fact is, is one might come across as insult, insulting to that person because it doesn't reflect their own self-image. However, the other one, even if it doesn't reflect their own self-image, they might think, oh, really? I am popular? That's awesome. It's not something that people are going to get upset by. So that's what's happening in society is, you know, there's all these labels that people want to apply to themselves. Like, okay, let's let's be real. LGBTQIA+. These are all labels. Not that I have any issue with anybody that wants to identify by one of those certain labels, but guess what? If you're going to put a label on yourself and wear it proudly, you got to live with some other labels too. And guess what? Your self-image isn't always right. And while I'm on LGBTQIA, let me just say there's some of those that need to go away. Let's, let's start with the plus at the very end. The plus is basically like literally if you look it up, it will tell you that the plus essentially this stands for all of the other letters and acronyms of sexuality that we haven't yet figured out or put in a name to. So it's just this wide open, never ending, stop, let's just look at sexuality. It's pretty simple. This is, it's all about identity. Like people want to identify. So let's say I'm a, a transgendered woman who was born with male anatomy, but now identifies as a woman. Okay, fine. Who do you have sex with? Who are you attracted to? Are you attracted to women? Guess what? You're a lesbian. You can't want to identify as a specific gender, but still somehow fall outside into these different sexualities. Look, I understand. I'm not poo-pooing all of that. I, I think it's gotten blown way out of control, like this whole non-binary. Non-binary, really? First off, that's specific to almost like numbers and computer coding. And guess what? Here's what binary means. One or zero. On or off. That's it. There's two options. There's not a third option when it comes to binary. So uh, not only do I think the description of the personality doesn't make any sense, you have to pick. Like, you, you, you could be bi. You don't have to pick one one sex that you're attracted to, but you can't, essentially non-binary could just be bisexual. Um, I mean, even the asexual, the A, that basically means low sex drive as far as I know. Yeah, guess what? Welcome to, you know, half the people that have been married for 30 or more years. They're, I guess they're all asexual. Oh. All right, I'm going to stop this rant on this because I don't want to make it sound like I'm somehow shaming the LGB society. Notice how I just stopped on LGB because I think all the rest of them fall into that. Oh, by the way, Guess what? Guess what's not on there? S, straight. The, that's not on there. Um, if we want to be all inclusive, as I think people want to be, that seems to be what everyone's striving for. Then we probably shouldn't exclude uh, the largest group uh, of defined sexuality. So SLGB or LGBS. I don't care about top billing, but um, that's kind of where I'm sitting at right now. Wow, I went off on a tangent with that. Look, this is just my opinion. Guess what? Freedom of speech. If you think I am dumb, if you think I am wrong, that's fine. I'm allowed to say it. Guess what? You're allowed to turn me off. So, um, baby, I prefer you turn me on. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
But all this to say labels, labels, labels. Everyone quit saying you don't want to be labeled. You do. You're labeling yourself. You are doing all of these things in your life and with your social media, whether it is the brand of clothes or shoes that you wear, whether it is the stickers that you put in your car, or whether it's, you know, riding around with a Confederate flag in the back of my pickup truck, whatever, you're, you're putting a label on yourself. And most of those times, here's the other thing, like stereotypes usually apply, man. They do. It's just like, you know, when I was young and had long hair that was dyed black and all black clothes and stuff like this, if you would have come up and said, are you in a band or do you like metal music or something? I'd be like both. Yes, all of the above. Yeah, there you go. Stereotype. And But, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, why do you say that? Just because I have long black hair? So, again, quit being so offended by words and labels because there's a good chance you know, that's also where you have to don't care what people think about you. But understand that, that not everyone out there has the same image of you that is your own self-image. If many of the people in the world had the same self-image of themselves that they the rest of the world had about them, there would be just thousands of suicides every day because they would just realize, oh, I have to put everyone out of their misery and, and, and take myself out of the picture. But yeah, labels, I mean, also apply to religion. Even if you're non-denominational, you know, just labeled as Christian, Jew, like Black Lives Matters, that that is essentially a label, just, you know, black in general, because it's, it's speaking to one specific partition of society of the, the global world. It's not pertaining to everyone, just like every label. That's the whole purpose of a label is to identify or classify a group or a category of something. No one, you know, opens a record store and then labels all of the shelves records. No, jazz, blues, rock, rap, no one, it's just records. No, because if it was all labeled the same thing, you don't even need to label it. So just remember that all of you people who swear by this all-inclusive lifestyle and especially the white community out there that just constantly rallying Black Lives Matters movement, fine, if you really believe that, but I'm telling you, I know there's a lot of people that are doing it because they want to be part of a movement. They want to feel like they're included. Um, they want to be included. So they're basically doing it out of purely self-serving reasons. So labels, 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 It's they exist. First off, quit labeling yourself if you don't have to. And when the world does label you, especially if you're putting labels on yourself, shut the fuck up and deal with it. All right, so this is another segue brought to you by the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, where we're talking about labels, and I'm going to kind of, you know, in self-labeling, and I'm going to talk about social media. Yes, one of my most despised things in the world because it has turned the world into a bunch of of narcissists. That's right. I know I'm going to piss people off. I probably already have with, with certain things in this podcast. This is going to piss a lot of people off or at least irritate you. Maybe it will just make you reflect and use social media for better reasons if there is such a thing. The only reason I use social media is to promote my music, my podcast, uh, my Etsy store. I've got 
things that I need to promote. I, I still feel dirty doing it through social media. I'll be honest, I haven't even opened my personal Instagram in months. I have a Twitter account, but it, it I might have seven followers. So, and I don't promote it because I just don't use it. I don't care. I don't want to, no one wants to hear from me every day. I'm telling you, and they don't want to hear from you every day. I certainly don't. And this is why I rarely open my social media. But what I did, and I mentioned this in one of my podcasts last year, was during the course of the year, I was going to thin out the herd on my personal Facebook page. And then I was going to drive people to my podcast or my music page, which I have now condensed into one page. I want to say it's at Jeff Schaefer FB Facebook. And that would cover my comedy, my Etsy store and artwork, my music. But the fact is that I really don't use social media to post pictures or check-ins or anything. I don't care to share that personal information with large groups of people, especially when most of it is inconsequential. Even major things like, you know, uh, last summer, you know, 2020, when my daughter graduated in a very weird fashion because of COVID, I think I posted a picture with her in her gown um, because that is kind of like an event. And that was almost more just out of pride, I think, that I posted that. But most of the people on my Facebook page have never met my daughter. So it just really doesn't matter. And for the most part, I don't interact with them maybe more than once or twice a year. I did trim the fat big time on my personal friends on my personal page to the point where now my followers on my fan page uh, is more than double uh, what my personal page has friends of. Okay, I'm getting off topic. Let me get back to why... All of you who are regular social media users are narcissists. Okay, look, whenever you post something on any social media platform, that post comes with an inherent implication that you expect people to be interested in this, okay? So let's let's say that again. When everything you post on social media, it automatically comes with the idea that you are saying, I think people are going to be interested in this. All right? Okay, we got that covered. Guess what? Your food that you made for dinner or a picture of the plate of food that you got at the restaurant, who cares? The fact that you're at the theater. I just checked in at the theater. I don't care. I barely know you. And you're part of my whittled down friends list. I can't imagine these people that have hundreds and thousands of friends. You don't think that's narcissistic? Oh, look how many friends I have. You don't know half of these freaking people. I mean, so many of these people are probably, you know, from when they started doing the high school reunion pages and everybody reached out to each other. You didn't talk in high school. Admit it. Some of you might have had some kind of a relationship, but for the most part, all of like for those of you with these crazy lists. Now, look, I will say on the flip side, if you are an artist or a performer and you are, have a bunch of friends because you want to get the word out and promote, 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 but it depends on what you're doing. If you're constantly posting selfies and check-ins and all of that stuff, you are a narcissist because what you assume you are so loved that all of your little activities are so interesting to everyone else. Like think about the check-in, you know, just saying, here's where I am. Okay. Okay. Imagine, let's go back 
to when we didn't have mobile phones, we didn't have cell phones. We'll even go back to before beepers. We're going to talk about wall phones with the big, long, curly cord, and everyone had like a 47-foot cord on their kitchen wall phone so you could stretch it into basically every room on the first floor. So what I'm going to show you is the equivalent of what you're doing on Facebook if you you know fit into these categories I'm talking about and, and these behaviors. Here's the equivalent of it back in, let's say, 1991. You pick up the phone. You wait. It's ringing. Oh, hey. Steve? Yeah. Hey, it's Jeff. No, no. Yeah, from work. No, the other Jeff. Okay, look. Steve? I'm at Longhorn Steakhouse. Yes. No, I didn't realize you were busy. Okay, I got to go anyway. I got to call Pam. I'll talk to you later. Pam, you'll never guess where I am. Oh, this is Jeff. No, uh, you, we went to high school together. No, we haven't talked in 27 years. You're right. We probably didn't talk then either. But Longhorn. See, that's the equivalent. You're, who would you pick up the phone and call and tell people about the majority of the crap that you put out there? The, a lot of these are just weird ideas that pop into people's head. A lot of this is people just sharing stuff that everybody else is sharing that we've all been seeing for the last five, ten years as it cycles through the, the YouTube regurgitation machine. But, you know, being unable to disconnect yourself from the the rest of the world and just for some reason believing that you are you you should coexist with the entire world and they are interested in you and you know also let me tell you i know people do this i don't do it and i'm sure anybody who's friends with me on facebook knows you're not going to get a happy birthday out of me you're not going to get a post like it's very rare but it's because most people do that because it is a behavior. It, you're like, I'm going to give you a like. And it's like, well, now I got to give you a like. So let me go find what's likable. <sighs> this is so stupid, people. Oh, my God. I, I mean, what I wouldn't give for there to be some technology breakdown that just wiped out social media or even the ability or the possibility for social media to exist. I've said it before, I'm saying it again, social media is the most anti-social form of interaction. There's no eye contact, and it's just a bunch of narcissists trying to stroke their own egos, and in order to do that, they stroke everyone else's egos too. It's stupid, it's dumb, we don't care. I know you're going to walk, but no, I, these people, I get 84 likes on my last one, people care. You're wrong, Jeff. You got 94 likes because you have probably 4,000 friends, so your audience penetration is very low to begin with. You're basically looking at the same as like a spam email response. And furthermore, there's a good chance that these people are doing that because A, it's your mom or a close family member, or two, it is somebody that is basically doing that. I'm going to stroke your ego. That way you stroke mine next time I post something. I just, I beg, I implore everyone. I know I've said this before. Take a break from social media. Like just one week even. One week. See if you can go a week. Because otherwise, just you have to realize you have an addiction. I mean, you know, you might walk around going, I'm drug free. I don't, I've never touched a drug. I've never had a cigarette. 
But if you're a social media checking in constantly every day throughout the day, you have a problem. I'm not telling people not to use it. Again, I use it sparingly only because I know people are on there and I can promote show dates and stuff like that to them. But other than that, that's it. So quit being a narcissist. Quit getting pissed off at labels as long as you're going to continue to label yourself. And misinformation is called freedom of speech. Let people Make their own educated discernments about what is said, what is written, and information versus misinformation is sometimes a matter of opinion and should not be regulated. All that to say, I want to let everyone know I do have my website up and running, jeffshafer.com. That's J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And you can uh, find links to stuff about my music. Um, obviously, you know where to find the podcast. Uh, and you can go check out some of my cool designs, uh, canvases and t-shirts and stuff that I am constantly adding to in my brand new Etsy store, Broken Record Studio. So um, you can find all those links on jeffschafer.com. I appreciate, for those of you who did tune in, I appreciate you doing so. I look forward to finding a reason to do another episode in the very near future so we don't go another year uh, between podcasts. All right, everybody, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. (laughs) Good night.